Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's Ryan's book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. And it's just me and Ellen today. Just, I know, it feels like forever since we've just had us two. Yeah, so I can be as snarky with you as I want. Yeah. Um, today we are chatting about An Extraordinary Union by Alyssa Cole in today's episode. But first, mom, what have you been reading and watching? Well, reading, I read the two Halloween books. She read this, she copied me and read the same books that I read this week as well. Yes. Because she just likes to be exactly like me. Um, sure. How about I bought the books on my Kindle? And you, I, okay, you did and you didn't. <laughs> okay, some of them were on yeah. Kindle Unlimited, which, which you I paid for. for. Yeah, I know. I, that's why I was like, well, I can't say that. We read Halloween Boo by yes. Sarah Spade. Yeah, I read that. And we read Mating the Huntress by Talia Hibbert. Yes. I um, that too. If you're looking for kind of two Halloween they're both novellas. They're both like super quick reads. Halloween Boo is a fairly predictable um, ghost. Very much like um, the movie. Heaven. Just like Heaven. Just like Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen that. That might be a spoiler to say it's like that. With Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, but it was it was cute. It, it was fun. cute. It's, it's steamy, too. It's pretty yes. hot and heavy for yes, a, it was. a little novella. For a novella, there's a lot of yeah. sex crammed in that book. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Mating the Huntress is like paranormal werewolf. She's a huntress. He's a werewolf. And, you know, Romeo and Juliet type thing. Yeah, it was cute. It's, yeah, it's cute, and it's it, it was a fun little paranormal yeah, bite. It. Yes, definitely. Um, I also finished this week Trixie and Katya's Guide to Womanhood, which is by <laughs> my two favorite drag queens, and it's a guide to womanhood. Um, and Do you was, know all about it now? <laughs> I know everything about it from two drag queens. Um, it was funny, if especially if you like Trixie and Katya, which I do. Um, so that was another book that I finished this week. Good. I'm super proud. Thanks. Um, and then watching, we've been watching a lot of murder shows. A lot of murder shows this week. Yeah. Um, we watched Man in a Van. Man in a Van. The whole series (laughs) is only one season. Creepy men in vans. In vans. And that are attacking poor, sweet young girls. Yes. For the most part. Um, we watched some Homicide Hunter, which is a show that we've watched before, with Joe Kendra. With Joe Kenda. And he <laughs> is just this, like, really snarky detective. The funniest thing about that show is his commentary, because yeah. he's Because he'll say, like, I'm going to catch you, you son of a bitch, and just stuff like <laughs> you that. You dirty bastards. Yeah, <laughs> it was just funny. Um, and we watched a lot of Cold Case Files. A lot of Cold Case Files. On both Netflix and Hulu. We've exhausted both. We've been doing a lot of crocheting, so we've just been yeah. sitting, watching murder shows, and crocheting. crocheting. So I'm basically living my like spinster... Like a 60-year-old lo- woman I'm basically <laughs> living my spinster dream, you know, fantasy. It is pretty um, much. It is the a other dream. thing that we've been watching and enjoying lately is Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, yes. Aurora Tea Garden series. We've been watching Aurora Tea Garden Which mysteries. are... Like, movies that they make, but it's, like, a series of movies. And they still star Candace Cameron Bure 
as Aurora Teagarden. And the, the movies are based on a series of books by Charlene Harris, who wrote the True Blood books as well. Wow. Um, They're a lot different than True Blood. Well, the show, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for, because the, the books might be more saucy than the movies are. You think? Very I possible. don't know. I think everything's more saucy than these movies are. <laughs> but it starts everyone who's ever been in a Hallmark movie or anything filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. Every Vancouver actor makes an appearance at some point. It's like, yeah. oh, we've seen him before. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's in that other series that's yeah. also filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, but they're fun. They I, are fun. We've been enjoying them. Well, um, they're the perfect length for when we work out in the morning. Yes. Because Alan works out longer than me. And then it gets us through both workouts. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I feel like we need to talk about in this segment is Bridgerton! Oh, yeah! Which they announced... Wait! Are they making a series of the Bridgertons? What? what? Um, they announced that it's coming out on Christmas Day, which I don't... I don't love because we've got a lot of stuff going on and around that time, which everybody does, but... Um, I'm already making plans on how I'm going to get rid of our family on Christmas Day. Go, 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 go. Okay, this was fun. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. I think I have the COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, uh, (laughs) But I do like that release date because it shows that they have, like, a lot of faith in the series, that they're making it their holiday release. Holiday release. And... And the pictures look... (laughs) The pictures, I'm so excited because the costumes look gorgeous. And it's obvious that they've put, like, a lot of money into it, which is another thing that makes me excited about it. Um, And I love that the Featheringtons look ridiculous. Because they're supposed to look ridiculous. I've seen, like, a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, this is... These costumes are awful. And I'm like, well, they're supposed to be awful. <laughs> it's the Featheringtons. Come on, read the series. Um, but, and the boys look, all look hot. Delicious. And I'm just so excited. And, like, you can feel the heat between Daphne and Simon, even in the pictures. And I'm just so well, excited. The one thing we have going for us is rarely do we celebrate Christmas on Christmas. That's true. We're a weird family, and my husband is almost always out of town over Christmas because he does a lot of flying over the holidays. And Well, and we, like, share Ryan and Kristen with her family, and so we kind of alternate years on which we... So it's rare that we actually get to have Christmas on Christmas Day. So it yeah. might be a moot point for us because we might be able to sit and spend our... But we also never know until like two weeks beforehand. Because <laughs> yeah, so... we never know what my husband's schedule is. Because yeah. anyway, this is my life. But um, yeah, we're we're super, super excited for I'm this. I'm so excited. So excited. I like cannot wait. Literally. Literally. And it's <laughs> like... Two months away is all. I know. It's gonna. It's like crazy how fast, you know, the end of the year is coming upon us. Um, well, everyone's so anxious for 2020 to be over, and it's like, okay. But we, what promise do we have that 2021 is going to be any better? <laughs> um, it might be worse. But yeah, we're so excited. Um, if you look on the Facebook group, we're, there's already chatter about maybe doing a Netflix watch party together as as a group which we will definitely try our very hardest to participate in. But like we said, we have... We don't know what our schedule no ever is over Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas is kind of hectic for us. But um, but we're super... I mean, and I anticipate watching it multiple times. 
Yes. So even if we watch it beforehand, we will definitely watch it again yes. with y'all. Yes. Um, okay. Today we are talking about An Extraordinary Union by Alyssa Cole. This is the first book in her Loyal League series. It's followed by both A Hope Divided and An Unconditional Freedom. Here is the back cover description for An Extraordinary Union. As the Civil War rages between the states, a courageous pair of spies plunge fearlessly into the maelstrom of ignorance, deceit, and danger, combining their unique skills to alter the course of history and break the chains of the past. Elle Burns is a former slave with a passion for justice and, and an eidetic memory. Um, trading in her life of freedom in Massachusetts, she returns to the indignity of slavery in the South to spy for the Union Army. Malcolm McCall is a detective for Pinkerton, Pinkerton's Secret Service. Subterfuge is his calling, but he's, he's facing his deadliest mission yet, risking his life to infiltrate a rebel in enclave in Virginia. Two undercover agents who share a common cause and an undeniable attraction, Malcolm and Elle join forces when they discover a plot that could turn the tide of the war in the Confederacy's favor. Caught in a tightening web of wartime intrigue and fighting a fiery and forbidden love, Malcolm and Elle must make their boldest move to, to preserve the Union at any cost, even if it means losing each other. So, Mom, what did you think of An Extraordinary Union? I really, I'm going to say I really liked this book. I really liked it. I liked the... Um... I like the setting. I love U.S. history. Yeah, I, I That's gonna, my big I, thing. I was going to say, I like the setting too, even though it's not great to say that you yeah. like that setting. It, yeah. But it's inter It's an interesting read. Is and it is. And it's interesting to read because we don't, there aren't many romances set during yeah. that time. Yeah. And um, so it was interesting to read that kind of a setting. And um, yeah, I really liked it. With that said, I did have some problems with their relationship. And Which we're we'll going to talk about. We'll talk about I that I have later. a question for that. Okay, good. Because I've got stuff to say. Yeah, I know you do. Um, I am also going to go with a really liked on this one. Um, I'm like, like you, I just liked reading a historical in this setting. Um, we read Indigo by Beverly Jenkins, mm -hmm. which is kind of set around the same time. Um, but it was set in the North. I mean, this one is actually set yeah, in the South. In the South. Um, and I will say this book, even though like this year has been pretty shitty in a lot of regards, this made me really grateful that I don't live back then. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, even as a white girl, I wouldn't have liked to have lived back then. No. Um, and... Uh, it was a tumultuous time in it our was country. A very tumultuous and problematic, um, which, you know, we also live in somewhat problematic times, but nothing in comparison to what was going on back then. Agreed. So, made me grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we've we've read Alyssa Cole before, one of her contemporaries. I think she really deftly handles the issues of this time um, in an interesting way. And I thought it was well written and it's very kind of like action packed. Yeah. Especially towards the end, it gets even more so. And, um, yeah, I, I, I really liked it a lot. Um, it's close to a love for me. Um, but I think we'll talk about the setting. I have a question about the setting as well. Um, so I think the setting just 
somewhat prevents it from being a love because <laughs> it's it's a it's a hard time to read about. Yeah. You know, and um but important it's an important time to talk about, I think, as well. Um, okay, what did you think of L or Ellen, cool name, um, as our heroine? Do you want us to start calling you L for short? Nah. Okay. I have some friends that call me L, but yeah. <laughs> well, Ellen. Um, I really liked her. I, I love the fact that, I mean, I liked so much about her. I liked her trying to pretend to be a mute and how hard that was because <laughs> she does pretend to be a mute. I liked, um... You know, her dealing with her eidetic memory yeah. and just being able to recite stuff off the top of her head. I think it's so cool. Did you read the author's note at the end? Like I, I did. Told you to? Yeah. Um, that she's based off of like a, a real, real character. Person. Yes. That's, that's cool. I did read that because you told me to. Yeah. Um, well, I can never be too sure. <laughs> Whatever you say. Um, no, I really liked her and I liked how feisty she was and I liked how... Um, I, I really liked her as a heroine. Yeah. I thought she was really cool. And yeah, I also liked that it's really hard for her to be mute because she's just like... And they want her to be mute because she's got such a smart mouth, yeah. which I can appreciate. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be so hard <laughs> to just like rein all that in, especially for someone like her who, you know... Wasn't a slave, who was wasn't, a free... Yeah, you know, for the most, most of her life was a free person and... Um, yeah, I really, I really liked her, and um, I liked her struggle. We're gonna talk about some of the power dynamics between the two of them, um, and discrepancies in their social standing. I guess is a way to say it. But um, I really liked, you know, her very honest struggle with the differences between them, and. Um, I liked that she wanted to, I, I liked that it was important to her to stay and fight for America because that is her home. You know, they tried to repatriate her and send her to Liberia. Liberia. And she's like, it's not, that's not home for me. Like, just because that's where my ancestors are from, I don't know that, yeah, you know? Yeah. And... Um, I wrote down this line. She said, we don't want revenge, Malcolm. We want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, just like any damned fool in these United States is entitled to, so long as he isn't black or red. So you can keep your outrage. All I can do is try to make a difference. And that, I thought, was kind of like an all-encompassing quote for, you know, her and her feelings on the cause is... You know, she's just there doing the best she can to... And she, you know, there's many points in the book where she's ready to give up her life for that. Right. Um, and so I, I really appreciated that about her as a character. Um, can you imagine... No, none of it. <laughs> living... <laughs> I mean, living as a black person back then but living as a black woman in that time we okay so we've been watching all these freaking murder shows and my dad's been there for some of it and i've and i've made it's like men are the worst <laughs> yeah i keep making the comment like um you have to understand dad that if if a guy walks into your home you as a guy you need to worry about your physical safety 
we as women have the added bonus of knowing that we're probably also going to be raped. Our dignity is going yes. to be taken. We won't just be murdered. We're going to be raped as well. Yeah, so. and probably sexually tortured. And like, So women have that on top of being in fear of their safety, right? And And just that we are more easily overpowered, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and... And then from that also, I mean, then were that to happen, there's the fear of pregnancy, there's the fear of... Yeah. I mean, just all of it encompassed. It's just like... And then having to be a slave and be pregnant and just all of it just seems yeah. horrendous. And so, like, the I, I like that, you know, she... The differences between Elle and Malcolm are the color of their skin, but she also mentions, like, and I'm a woman, like, lest we forget, you know, (laughs) and that I have that on top of it. And just, um, you know, and he feels for her as he witnesses these gross men who are making comments about her. Ogling her. Yeah, and, and like, um, (laughs) and I I did like, not like, but um, the moment where the, her master, you know, the lady of the house oh, is awful. gets all pissed off because her husband is ogling Elle while she's on her hands and knees washing the floor. And she's like, if you want him to ogle you, then you get down and you wash down the floor. And so, and <laughs> it's like, scrub the I'm floor. I'm fine with that. <laughs> with your fanny in the air. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like that she included kind of all these injustices that a black woman of the time had to go through. And I wrote down this line as well that um, Mary, who's one of the slaves on the estate and kind of Elle's friend, um, she's talking about how her daughter was sold down down south, further down south, and... Um, She's, Mary says to Elle, every time I look at you, I wonder if she's going to grow up to be as pretty as you, and I hope she won't. And just that, like, they, the women had to think like that is just, ugh. Yeah, the fear of being pretty, because then yeah, more guys are going to want you. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on Elle before we... Um, no, but I, I thought she was an awesome character. Yeah, me too. And I... I just really like all the things that Alyssa Cole was able to include with her character and kind of the things she was able to touch on with Elle and the kind of person that she was. Um, What did you think of Malcolm as our hero? I liked Malcolm, too. I liked that he was, um, you know, so open. He was more open-minded, but then kept getting caught in not being as open-minded as he wanted to be. Like, she would bring up stuff... And he thought he was just, you know... Very liberally minded. Yeah, and, and then she'd say, but no, you're, you know, you might think that, but... Yeah. You know, this she is the way it really is. his biases a lot. Yeah, and, and then he realizes, oh, yeah, I am yeah. more biased than I think. Um, yeah, he's, he's really sweet, and I really like how hard he falls for her and <laughs> just how, you know, she kind of hits him like a ton of bricks. Um, I found... Like his Scottish background to be an interesting history for his character to have because it kind of bonds them in 
it gives him some semblance of understanding. Because well, the British had come into their village in yeah, Scotland. Yeah, the Jacobite. And uh, had attacked, If you watch Outlander, there's a lot of... There's a lot of Jacobite stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but they had attacked his mother. Yeah. And his father ended up killing himself because yeah. he felt so bad that he wasn't able to protect his mother. So it gives him kind of like an understanding somewhat of, you know, what her and the black people in America have gone through. But... I think he also recognizes it's not quite to the extent, but he does understand like injustice for right. being a certain, which is why he was fighting for the union yeah. and why he was spying for them. And yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I like him and his willingness to, to be open-minded and to listen when she tells him like, Okay, but you don't really get it. Like, yeah. can you can you admit that? Um, and yeah, I thought he was a cool character. And that well, and I think because was... he loved her so much, he was able to see more through her eyes than he had before. Yeah. And so I and his feelings for her kind of helped him to understand more of what you know they were. And he's just like screw them all nature about yeah. being together with her, and like we'll find a way. And yeah. who cares? Kind yeah. of thing. I liked that. Um, okay, I know you have thoughts, so let's talk about the power dynamics between the two of them. Okay, well, first of all, from the get-go, I had a problem with the fact he comes into the home and he's a Confederate soldier. Yeah. Not really, but okay, yes. But she doesn't know. I mean, yeah. of course, as far as she knows, he's a Confederate soldier. Yes. And right off the bat, she's just like taken with him, like her butterflies in her stomach, thighs clenching, that kind of taken yeah. with him. I just don't know that they had those kinds of feelings right off. You know, it's like, he's a Confederate soldier, but boy, is he a hottie. You know, I don't know that a lot of slave women, no matter how good looking they are, would feel that way about someone yeah. in the Confederacy. Let alone, I mean, so a, a black woman for a Confederate soldier, but... I don't even know. I think that even a black woman for a white man. I, now, do I think that they should have these restrictions no. placed on them? Absolutely of not. Of course not. I want to make that clear. But I think to, like, put yourself in the mindset of black women, which I realize I can't entirely do. I do not claim to be able to do this. But um, I think that you would have more... Especially a black woman back then who was a slave. Yeah. A hesitancy in lusting after a white man. Right. Who's a Confederate soldier. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying even without the Confederate right. uniform. Right. Like, so I don't think that that was um, really accurate. It kind of took me out of the story a little bit in the beginning. That, well, that both of them fell so hard and yeah. so fast for each other. I just don't think, just because of the dynamics of the whole thing, I don't think they would. And it would have, I would have appreciated more seeing them coming around to their feelings yeah, for each other. more of a slow burn. Right. Instead they're... of just right off the bat, they just, both of them wanted each other. Mm -hmm. And um, I just don't know if that's the kind of dynamic that would have happened between, I mean, even when she found out that he was, you know, working for the North and, and. I get it, but I still don't think that they would have fallen for each other so fast. Yeah. Now, the power dynamic, I did have a problem with. He kept pushing this relationship on her. And she would try. I mean, she was not completely, you know, yeah. 
not to blame for this, but he was really pushing this whole thing. And I mean, not forcing her, but he was being respectful. Right. But he was the one that was kind of pushing the issue more than she was. And it was bothering me because were they to get caught, you know, it's not a big deal for him to be caught with a black woman, but for her, a slave to be caught with a white guy, you know, she could have been whipped or killed or worse, you know, yeah, or just thought as loose and everybody has a go. Yeah. So I, I had a huge problem with the power dynamic of, you know, him instigating and pushing this thing on her Mm -hmm. when it's, yeah, it's nothing for him, but it's a huge deal if she gets caught. I agree um, with everything you've said. I think it bothered me and took me out less than it seems to have for you. I th- And I think in part because everything that you're mentioning, she, Alyssa Cole, through Elle, usually calls it out. Um, and, you know, they address the fact that... Um, well, I even highlighted a lot of those in the, in the book yeah. where she calls it out. I just really don't think that, um, I just, I, I guess for me, I would have been more engaged in the story of their love life if I had seen it growing more. Yeah, rather and, than like insta-less. Right. Instead of, you know, if they had seen each other and met each other and then she realized, oh, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, from there just had it, having them have interactions and then through these interactions. Because I was on board. By the end of the story, I was on board. And, you know, and I obviously don't have a problem with, you know, a him, mixed, race, a mixed couple. race couple at all. But um, I just think that for the time period, it wouldn't have been such an instant thing. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I agree with the power dynamics, the imbalance there as well. And I do like that he, as a character, mentions how frustrated he would get with the fact that there even is an imbalance of power. And just like, he's like, I get it and I don't blame her for it, but it frustrates me that this is even an issue to begin with. Because that would be, so it's like, you know, here's this woman who I love and she's having a problem with the fact that there's kind of this discrepancy between us and it's like and it's driving me nuts that this is even something that I have to worry about and so I liked that I liked that they kind of call it out and she calls it out as the author and um so I like that she's at least very aware because you know a lot of times we have issues with books and it's like they're yeah they they, they they don't don't even address it yeah they don't seem to be aware um so when the author kind of gives a knowing comment about the fact that she's aware that, yeah, this this is a thing, um, I think it helps me kind of rationalize it more as a reader, if that makes sense. Well, especially since she's an author of color and I yeah. am not. So she, yeah. you know. Um, okay, let's talk about the setting. How did you find reading about the Civil War? In this? I... in. Okay, you never want to say you enjoy the setting of the Civil War because the Civil War is horrible, like you mentioned. But um, I enjoyed the history of the setting. I enjoyed... um, Well, and reading, I, you know, I haven't read much about, like, these underground spy networks. mm -hmm. There's some of that in Indigo. um, And I feel like I've read other 
romances set during this time period, but that's just the one that is coming to mind right now. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed, and if you do read the author's note, a lot of the people in the book are kind of based off of real people, which I thought was cool. Um, even with romance, and like, I had to keep telling myself, this, there's an HEA. I know that there's going to be an HEA. <laughs> and, and it was kind of in question for a while, because yeah, for a while I thought, oh, well, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> there's still this just, like, ever-present danger that is just makes it hard for me to and like... they're both so willing to give up their lives and yeah. i'm like stop giving up your life for everything so i just like especially towards the end when like stakes start getting higher and higher for them i'm like just get out of the south like leave <laughs> please i can't take anymore um which yeah but i was just like Okay, go to Washington with this information <laughs> that you guys have now. Like, get out of there. Go hang out with Abe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, I mean, even even though I know it's a romance and there's going to be a happily ever after, there's just, it it causes a lot of stress. Well, even, even though this book has a happily ever after, there's still... Happy for now because who the heck knows uh, well, what's going to happen. And just the dynamic of them together themselves yeah. in the 1860s They're is, gonna is not with... going to be happy all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, God bless them for, yeah. for I wonder it. how much, if they show up in the other two books. I mean, because the second book is about his brother and then the third book is about her friend Daniel, Daniel. who gets mentioned a lot in this book. Um I would be interested in reading the rest of the series just because I'm intrigued enough. Well, it almost sounds like they want to go help his brother. Yeah. And And so that's why I wonder if they're going to put their spy powers. Yeah. (laughs) Mr. and Mr. Smith that. Yeah. But yeah, setting, like I said, it's just. (laughs) It's hard to read, but it was a, I mean, it's a happy ending it's, it's like our, our murder shows. They're hard to watch sometimes because it's so awful, but then they always get caught in the end, and I'm just like, yes. Yeah. And we do know that, you know, the Confederacy goes down. So <laughs> we it's do like, know how this ends. <laughs> but it's still, I mean, it's still, it's still a battle that they're fighting today, yeah. so. Um, yeah, so... I, I like reading a historical set in different times, and I do think that this is an interesting time, especially for a mixed-race couple and just kind of the dynamics that we've talked about makes for more, in, you know, interesting read. Not always the easiest nor right. happiest, I suppose, but um, we don't really have much of a conflict here. Uh, not not an interpersonal conflict. Um, but what, I suppose, what did you think of, like, kind of the action at the it end? It was awesome. I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I, for a minute, was thinking, this, this might be different than most romances. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was getting, I'm like, Alyssa Cole would not do this to us, right? <laughs> she knows the rules. Um, but, um, I, I thought it was great. And, you know, it's set during the Civil War, so it's got to be slaves escaping, and you're just like, yeah. go, you go. Yeah, like, please, <laughs> run, hurry. Go, get away from there. <laughs> I liked her hiding um, Malcolm under Mary's skirts. And <laughs> Mary's like, my husband better not find out about this. <laughs> and he's like, ma'am, I am too tired to do anything right now anyway. <laughs> that was funny. Um, 
But yeah, there's a lot that happens right there towards the end with Susie, who's freaking despicable, and um, Rufus, and... Who's also despicable. The slaver at the end, and... Um, Just everything about them trying to get away, and setting the house on fire, and... Him falling off the boat, and all these oh, things. crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that... Alyssa Cole came through for us in the end in that. Thanks, girl. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, the book, it's, I mean, not even just there towards the end, but there is a lot of, it is kind of a more action-packed book than we usually get in a romance. So um, I did get into that element of it I as well. I did as well. Um, okay. Let's talk about sex, baby. Um, yes. Yeah, it happens. It does. Um, uh, <sighs> Sometimes it felt, and it could be kind of what you're referring to with the insta-lust, it felt a little contemporary and well, out of like place. like, the first time he meets her, and they have to hide because someone's coming. Yeah. And he's, like, he's hard, and he's, you know, rubbing her chest, uh, not her boobs, but her clavicle. Clavicle. Yeah. Collarbone. And all these, and I'm like, this just seems weird and awkward to me yeah yeah um i agree i think i would have liked a little bit of more of a slow burn between them and like i said i think the sex scenes felt a little contemporary to me which i don't know exactly what i'm a lot of their discussion was very contemporary yeah um and it could just be because Alyssa Cole is a contemporary author and she's kind of used to following the beats of a contemporary book. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think just some of their attitudes, which maybe I'm naive to think like this, but I think some of their attitudes just felt a little bit more contemporary to me than I my perception of attitudes at the time would have been. I don't know if that yeah, makes sense. especially... You know, between it. But they are sexy. And I I did, I, th- I, th- I thought a lot, like, the scene where they're having sex and he's trying to get to know her and she's like, just shut up, please, and just kiss me. <laughs> I, I did think, like, stuff like that was cute. Um, okay, what was your swooniest moment? moment? I was just thinking, y- you know, gosh, there's, a, there's actually a lot, um... But I think, like, I thought it was pretty swoony when she just, like, uh, you guys do what you got to do, but I got to go save this guy. I mean, they were just so, I can't leave this person behind. And my, the future of my life revolves around this person, and there's no way I'm going to let them die. There's no way I'm going to leave them behind. And, you know, she's having to say, like, I know you don't get it, but this is... Yeah, because they don't. I mean, her, her other slave friends are like... What do you mean you've got to go save this you white, know, white guy? Confederate soldier. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, so her saving him out of the cellar and um, him saving her from the slavers. So that was mine that oh, I picked. Okay. Was, um, so I was going to say kind of in relation to that, my, I picked the moment of when um, the slavers are about to take her. And, she, you know, she's basically saying, like, Go, no. go now. What we need to do is more important. And he just stays there and is 
steadfast and especially like, once they realized she was a girl he's like yeah, yeah i'm not i'm not leaving her with these rednecks yeah. <laughs> um so yeah and i i did like that after that moment she's like you keep saving me and i'm not a damsel in distress type so i get to save you next time and then and then <laughs> and she <they> does <laughs> um so i liked i liked them kind of i liked the moments where they were a team and you know they right. got to help each other. I would really, that's why I, I'd like to read some of the other books because I would really like to see them as like a duo, you know, yeah. working together to, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, let's hear from some people uh, what they thought on this one. Catherine says, Alyssa Cole is one of my all-time faves, so the fact that I haven't been able to get far in it makes me think historical isn't the subgenre for me. Sorry, historical crook. I'll keep trying. Um, yeah, historical's not for everyone. And I will say there there are moments of this that went slower for me than others. Um, I would say don't base all historicals on this book. This is different than almost any other historical yeah. I've read. Um, there I, aren't many set during the Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah, I think just the, the nature of being set in this time makes it a little bit more of a difficult read than your normal, usual, frothy, regency, frivolity and living the high life times, yeah. you know. Well, um, and it's even, you know, you talk about the power dynamic, even books that we've read where, and there aren't many, where like a duke falls for, you know, some... Shopkeeper or yeah, something like some, that. Yeah, or some, you know, little nobody. Um, you know, there's a power dynamic there, too, yeah. that needs to be overcome. So, yeah. Just the power dynamic between, I mean... We're still going through it today, yes. the power dynamics between men and women, but especially if you go back any amount of years, it gets increasingly worse, you right. know, so. Well, even like today, if some like head of CEO of some company fell for a mailroom girl that works at his company, yeah. that would be a weird power dynamic. Yeah. Um, Lori says, I read this a couple of years ago and liked it quite a lot, enough to read the follow-up. I tried the third book in the series when it came out as well, but found it much harder to get through. Um, but as for this book, I was really glad I read it. Elle was a fantastic heroine. She and the real wife, life woman who, uh, that served as the author's inspiration were so strong and smart. The Civil War is such a tricky era to set a romance, especially with an interracial couple. The imbalance of power, yes, hey Lori, and agency is unavoidable, which means the romantic elements of the story could easily become problematic. But I think Alyssa Cole did a fantastic job navigating all of that in a way that felt plausible for the time and believable to the characters. The fact that Cole doesn't sugarcoat the difficult and uncomfortable parts of this story made this a challenging but completely worthwhile read. I'm really glad y'all chose that for the podcast. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like what, like we've said, you know, we there are some unavoidable problems, I think, with an interracial couple set in this setting. Um, but personally, for me, I do think Alyssa Cole does a good job just in the fact that she addresses that they exist, yeah. you know, and that there are problems there. Um, Shannon says, sorry, all this is a DNF for me. Just can't do heavy themes right now. Need to keep it light and fluffy right now. I did read the sample. I think at another time or place, I might enjoy this, but I just can't right now. And I get that, Shannon. It's, yeah, like I said. It is 2020. Was, yeah, and there are elements that are difficult to, uh, yeah. just, just, just thinking about, like we were saying, just thinking about the things that women had to go through, black women had to go through. Well, and even, you know, comparing it to things that are going on in our country right now, it's yeah. hard to, 
Um, I will say too, I like there are there are splashes of um, not where she I don't think fully humanizes these southern women, but addresses the fact that like. They didn't have much rights either. No, yeah, back where, then. like where she's talking to her mother where and Susie Caffrey, who's the girl, the daughter of the slave owners, right, is talking to her mother, and they're talking about like you've got to get married. That's... If you don't marry, you have no power whatsoever. And yeah. and Susie even says, "Yeah, how much power do you have, Mom?" Yeah, you know. So it's you know, women just didn't have anything. Yeah, yeah. And so I liked, and there's there's a few things like that where I don't. She doesn't humanize the Southerners, but I think she gives enough credence to the fact that, yes, they're still humans yeah. who are making bad decisions and choosing the wrong no, side. Susie was an awful person. Susie was awful. <laughs> but um, everybody... And it, it made me think a lot about, like, nature versus nurture and, you know, as a white girl reading this book, it makes me think about, like, I would, and that's why I say, like, I'm so grateful that I wasn't during that time because it's like, I would really, really like to think that I would be on the right side of this. But, you know, if you're a kid that grows up in a Southern family. Well, honey, if you're in our family, you wouldn't have had any money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, historically, <laughs> our family, especially mom's side of the family. Oh my gosh, my I, I'm you know my, my ancestors are all hillbillies from West Virginia. Yeah, my so. dad's not even West Virginia. Like, <laughs> yeah, my dad's my dad's family is like royalty. Like, I've got all this royalty on my dad's side, and my mom's are like people who rode with Butch Cassidy and, and hillbillies from. <laughs> I mean, my maiden name is McCoy, so... Yeah, so know. make... <laughs> you... So we had neighbors named the Hatfields. <laughs> I'm literally a, from Redneck, Virginia. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, so it makes you just think grateful that I didn't have to be on any side of that history. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, Natalie says, Cola continues to have some of the most beautiful covers in all of Romance Landia. And I totally agree. Uh, yeah. This cover is gorgeous. Um, she says, I really liked this. I really, really liked this one. The reason it's not a love is because I, I don't quite click with Cole's writing style. I was trying to put my finger on why, but I still am not sure. So I am chalking it up to personal preference. This happened with a couple of her contemporaries as well. Um, I also thought the first half had too much internal monologue, which made it seem a little repetitive. At about halfway through, though, the action really picked up and I found I didn't want to stop reading. I agree with what Lori said, and I thought she put it beautifully, so I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> um, I can see that. There's a couple times, um, in part because I was trying to get this read pretty quickly, um, where I tended to skim some of the... Well, it, it did kind of drag a little in the beginning, and that's why I'd wish that we had spent more of that time building the relationship. Yeah. And um, I would have, like I've said over and over, I would have really liked to have seen that grow and blossom instead mm -hmm. of just being thrown at us. Yeah. Um, Cassie says, I don't think I've ever read a historical romance set in the U.S. during the Civil War. So this was immediately a unique read for me. The plot was interesting and suspenseful at times. I loved Elle as our heroine, and I plan on continuing continuing on in this series. 
yeah, Cassie, let us know um, what And if you, you haven't, you should read Indigo because that one was yeah, really Indigo good. Yeah, Indigo was really good. And I think Beverly Jenkins has others that she's written during yeah, this time. So she definitely does. Um, but, yeah, it sounds like Lori had read some of the others in this series. But, Cassie, if you continue, like, let us know because I would be interested to hear your thoughts. Um, and then finally, Marcia says, I see that there's a lot less reader comments in the discussion thread than usual. I wonder if some readers found it daunting to comment on it, like I do, because of the subject matter. This was the first historical romance by Alyssa Cole that I've read, and I agree with Lori that the author navigates the issues well. What I found difficult to swallow was that the book seemed to depict almost all non-union supporting white Southerners to be evil and dangerous to L almost by default. I think the subjects of slavery and racism are important to confront ourselves with in these times, and there's a lot to learn from history, and I appreciate the author put so much research into it. It's certainly not a light read, but it made me realize I don't just read for lighthearted enjoyment and escapism. Um, yeah, I... Um, well, first of all, I'd say that probably 95% of the white people in the South were pretty awful, yeah. <laughs> to the, especially to the blacks. However, with, I do think there's like, cause there's like, well, dicks. they even, and, like, and they, yeah, who wasn't a terrible person. And yeah. even she talks about how she was freed by her. Yeah. I mean, they had a master who was, um, you know, I guess he died and then his son who didn't agree with keeping slaves, let them. And I think it was, it was a hard time because I think even the people who were in the South and realized that it was not a good thing, slavery, that it's still not something you're going, it's not maybe something that they wanted to actively speak out against because then they put themselves in danger, etc. Well, I think, which... and I'm not an expert on the subject, but, um, I mean, there were a lot of people in the South who weren't slave owners because they were poor, poor. And, and couldn't. <laughs> that would have been us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they got kind of caught up in the whole war thing because, first of all, they didn't like the North telling them what to do. Yeah. And so they got all caught up in the state's rights aspect of it. Well, and... because Elle even talks about in the book how, you know, there's there's people in the Confederacy who like to act like slavery is not a part of the conflict going right. on in the Civil War, when for her it's obviously the big one. Um, but there were, yeah, people who... For them, slavery wasn't the main issue of the Civil War, and it was just the South's rights to govern themselves, well, etc. I have a... My sister-in-law lived in uh, Tennessee for a while, and she said it's interesting how, you know, a lot of the Civil War aspects are taught different in the South yeah. than they are yeah. <laughs> to the rest of the country. And um, so, I don't know. I've never lived in the South, so I don't know. But, yeah. um, uh you know, they saw it more as a state's rights thing and they're trying to make us do what they want us to do and that's not fair. And, um, you know, even though what they wanted to do was own slaves. Yeah. Which is wrong. Is bad. For the, for the <laughs> Just record. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> I'm totally not, you know, um, for that. But I, so I, 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 I think she put in enough for my taste Me to too. show that. Um, yeah, like I said, I think she, I think she just did a really good job of any complaints that anybody could have about one issue or another. She does a good job of address, at least minorly addressing most things. Well, I think a lot of these poor people who couldn't own slaves, the whole thing with 
the African-Americans was, well, at least I'm not them, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's well, so. <laughs> like, even when he confronts the slaver at the end yeah. and he's like, well, what if, you know, they decide, all the rich people decided they want to enslave you. And he's like, well, I wouldn't put up with that. And he's like waiting for him to put <laughs> to, two and two together. <laughs> and he's like, okay, you're not going to get this. You're not going to catch so, on to this. Um, yeah, I just, I thought she... I thought she just really did a good job of navigating a tricky, tricky, and I really liked her author's note at the end just because she's like, I was, I never thought I was going to write historical, and I certainly was never going to write a Civil War set historical, um, but she realized that there needed to be more books that were about, you know, people of color in that time and telling their stories as opposed to you know, a lot of the white savior stories and such that we get, um, about that time. And, you know, we, we get a lot of stories about white people's stories during that time or, um, but yeah, just to see a person of color in kind of the more hero and protagonist role was cool. And I appreciated her efforts in that endeavor. Um, so, yeah, any final thoughts, Mom, for you, for you? Just the disclaimer that we're two white girls talking about this. And, yeah. and um, you know, I enjoyed reading it, especially getting her perspective. Yeah. And I I would like to read more yeah. of um, these stories told from people of color. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on An Extraordinary Union by Alyssa Cole. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, our subreddit, Not Your Mom's subreddit, or you can email us at notyourmomsromancebookclub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On March 26th, we will be joined by listener Sarah to chat about Don't Hex and Drive by Juliet Cross, which we're super excited to read. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.